Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. It's hump day. I don't know how happy it is. I want to wish you a happy hump day. But we have Republican kid diddlers running around the country, sexualizing your kid's gender and wanting to marry them at any age. At any age, these Republican kid diddlers want to marry your kids. You know, I, I've been I've been yelling and screaming into this microphone for months and months and months saying, hey, hey, they're going to come after you. They're going to come after your kids. It's not it's not just transgender kids. It's not just women's wombs anymore. It's not gay children anymore. They're coming after all children. They want to marry them. They want to marry them. I don't believe me. Don't believe me. Just look to Tennessee. Just look to Tennessee. What they're doing in Tennessee is making it to where, right now, currently, the, the age of consent for marrying is 17 in Tennessee. And they don't want to change the consent age to 18 or 16 or 15, which is gross. They want to do away with it altogether. They want to marry your babies. Disgusting vile motherfuckers. These Republican kid diddlers. This is what these fascists do. This is what they do. This is their MO. This is how it works. They continue to paint all Democrats as the blood-sucking cabal. A, a, a band of pedophiles. It's all projection. Doubt me. Doubt me about the projection. It's time... It's time to use messaging to win the 2022 midterms, folks. It's time. It's time. The time is now. Not not next month. Not the month after. Not the month before the midterm. Now is the time to fight the fight that these fascists want to fight. They're going to win on policy, folks, for the time being. Don't let you don't get discouraged. That's what they want you to do, is to get discouraged about the policy losses. Like in Florida, the don't say gay bill. They won that policy. They won the policy fight. They passed that disgusting, vile fucking bill. And Ron DeSantis, that Nazi bigot in Florida, signed the don't say gay bill. And now, now is picking a fight with Disney because Disney knows it's wrong. Not because Disney is some kind of woke company. Other than its employees said, hey, motherfuckers, you either support this or we won't work here. Fuck you. 
And Disney, Disney CEO said, you're right. I should stand with equality and equity for all. And that's what they're doing. And that's the fight that Ron DeSantis is fighting against, is equality and equity. And meanwhile, in Tennessee, we have a bill where a rapist family can sue a woman for being raped. I'm not shitting you. Not only that, they want to make sure, they want to make sure that that rapist can marry that child. Doubt me. Doubt me. You don't think their next step is to dictate who can marry who? You don't think that powerful, white, wrinkly, old ball sack men aren't going to tell you that they can marry your child and there's nothing you can do about it? Not a goddamn thing. You think that's, you think that's not their next step? You think this is rock bottom? With these fascists, with these, with these let's go Brandon Nazis, these Republican kid diddlers, do you think that's the end? Do you think this is rock bottom with these GOP pedophiles? Hell to the no. We must protect our democracy. We must protect our country. And we must protect our children from these Republican kid diddlers. It is dire circumstance. The time is now. It is now. And it is not, it is not, oh, well, there's those Republicans and these Republicans. Fuck no. We have to stop with that fucking both sides. Both parties are different. There's different Republicans than this or that. Nope. They're all Republican kid diddlers from here on out. If you're a Republican and you claim and you identify as a Republican, you're with them. You're with them. The ones who want Putin to commit war crimes. The ones who don't want you to be able to say the word gay. Who want trans children and gay children and trans parents and gay parents to be ostracized from society. You're with them. You're a bigot. You're not for equality. You're not for equity. You're not for democracy. You're a fascist. You're a let's go Brandon Nazi. A Republican kid diddler. Take it to the bank. We have to win this war on messaging, folks. And they're giving us everything we need. Everything we need to finally bury Trumpism in this midterm. You don't think this is Trump Republicans? You don't think that these people in Tennessee who are trying to make sure they can marry babies are fucking believe the CRT voodoo, the QAnon bullshit? You don't think? You don't think they believe that the election was stolen and Joe Biden isn't the president? Somehow Barack Obama is the shadow president? You fucking don't think that? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Full stop, 100%, they're Trump Republicans. The Republicans who are kid diddlers, who are GOP pedophiles, are Trump Republicans. It's time. It's time we fight. It's time we win this election. Now, right now, not tomorrow, not the next day, not next week, not next month, not during the summer, right now. We can win the messaging. The perfect example is Florida and the don't say gay bill. Republicans down there are completely pissed. Completely pissed. 
that Democrats won the messaging of don't say gay. It doesn't say don't say gay. Go read the bill. Go read the line items in the bill, how it discriminates against gay people. It doesn't say don't say gay. It just discriminates. As long as it doesn't say don't say gay. But Democrats won the messaging. Yes, yes, we are going to lose on policy. We lost Supreme Court seats. We are going to lose on policy in Tennessee and in Missouri and in Texas and in Louisiana and in Florida. We're going to continue to lose on policy. But if you think that's the end, if you think that's, well, that's just the way it is, let the Nazis have it, then we're fucked anyways. But there's still fight left in us. 81 million people didn't vote for Joe Biden. 81 million people voted against Trumpism. And they're our coalition. They're here. They're here. All around the country we see in school board elections. In school board elections, these CRT voodoo fucks are losing. This Trumpism is losing everywhere. In local elections. Because people know it's all fucking garbage. This facade, this fraud that Trump has big support. It's time... It's time we take back our democracy. It's time we take back our country. It's time we stop these Republican kid diddlers from passing pedophile bills. I'm telling you, they're going to try to out Tennessee, Tennessee. Florida's next, then Texas, then Missouri, then Louisiana. Oklahoma decided that women have no liberty whatsoever at all. You don't think Oklahoma's going to pass a pedophile bill? Hide and watch. Or get your ass out there and participate in this democracy. And I'm not just talking about voting. You have to vote in every election, right? From now until the end of time. (laughs) Every, Every election is the most important election. Every fucking one of them. Because they're not going to quit. They're not going to, if you haven't noticed. The time is now to participate participate in our democracy. When you're at your church, when you're at your school, when you're at the grocery store, when you're with your fucking family, your friends, you tell them that the Republican kid diddlers want to marry your babies. They want to marry your babies. Don't believe me? You don't have to believe me. You do not have to believe me. Why are, why, why other than the Republicans want to diddle kids in Tennessee, would they pass a bill that removes the age, their age to be married? Why? What would be the purpose? What? is the purpose of removing the age of being married in Tennessee if they don't want to diddle kids. What could possibly be what could possibly be the explanation? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I know there's going to be video. Video of these vile Republican kid diddlers who are going to try to defend this stuff. These GOP pedophile bills. And again, it's not just going to be in Tennessee, folks. It's not just in Tennessee. They want to sexualize your kid's gender. Sexualize gender. Kids, children, gender. And they want to marry them. 
You don't think they're going to, you think they're just going to stop there? Men in power, white men in power. White men in power are going to tell you what they're going to do with your children. And you think they're just going to stop it at, at, oh, well, the, the parents will give consent. You don't think they're, the powerful will take consent away from you? They're taking consent away from, uh, complete consent away from women in Oklahoma over their, over their uterus. 100% full stop taking away consent and their liberty of their bodies, their autonomy. You think they're going to stop at women and children? White dads, white suburban dads out there that are listening, you think they're going to stop at your wife and your children? You think the powerful apparatus of the fascist are going to stop there? Ha! Look at history. And know that it's time to stand. It's time. Now is the time, today, to stand against these Republican kid diddlers. And your proof is in the pudding. They're passing GOP pedophile bills as we speak. And boy, they can't wait for these bills to become law. They can't wait. I'm fired up this morning, and I'm going to stay fired up. And so should you. Everyone's here this morning. I want to say hello to everyone. Uh, Debbie, Lisa, Christina, Kaylin's here. Jeanette is here. Kathy is here. MJ, good morning. Brent is here. Jamie from Facebook is here. Jay is here. Andrea is here. Anita is here. Jamie from Facebook. Um, uh, 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 There's so many. Lacey from Facebook. Forrest from Facebook is here. You guys know that we broadcast every single weekday. Every one of them, Monday through Friday. And we are going to burn down this Republican kid diddler house here on the Tony Michaels podcast. We're not fucking around. Hold, no holds bar. We're not going to hold back. No fucks to give. We're going to burn it down. And it's time. The time is now. We're going to get the messaging right. We're going to get the messaging out there. So spread this around. Every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central for two hours on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now on Midas Touch Facebook page. Go to thetonymichaels.com. Follow us everywhere. Not just, not just me at Tony Michaels Pod, but the Tony Michaels. Follow my co-host at Gabe's at I am Gabe Sanchez. We we are prepared here at our show to make sure that these Republican kid dealers know we are not messing. We are not messing around when it comes to them passing GOP pedophile bills in red states that they want to sexualize our kids' genders and they want to marry them. They want to marry your babies. Put that in a box. Figure out out how that's electable in this country. It's time. It's time. Time is now to fight the messaging. And we have we have the messaging on our side. We're going to get an update here very, very soon, right after the break. Aaron Parnas is going to join us for an update of the war crimes that Putin is committing in Ukraine. It's very important not to look away at these issues. We cannot let these people distract us. 
We have to keep our eye on the ball. The messaging has to be real and it has to be in your face. The midterms is important if we don't want Putin-style politics here in our country. Stick around. We will be right back with Aaron Parnas and an update in Ukraine right after this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Letters from the Trucker Convoy. Dears Tammy, by the time we reached D.C., we was 50 strong in number. Some patriots ran out of gas along the way. We got plenty of Slim Jims and Skull. Near run out of Natty Light. Hope it don't rain tomorrow so we can circle the city again. Here's Bob. Dear Bob. I'm fixing to send you some more of them Doritos you like. The red bag, not the live, love, and blue one. In your absence, I discovered a rash on my neck. And no, it ain't no hickey. And I even seen my cousin Brody in ages. Stay strong. Wipe your ass at least once a day. Yours, Tammy. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back. To the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Thank you for staying through the break. We have a special guest, Aaron Parnes. He's going to give us updates on Ukraine and the war crimes that Putin's committing there. There's been a lot of news in the last week. I want to get his take on things. And make sure you're in the comments if you've got a question for Aaron um, we will try to bring uh, your question into the show. I want to welcome Aaron Parnas back to the show. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? It's good to uh, be back. I, I am I am doing great. I'm a little fired up this morning because of some of the bills that, that these Republicans are really trying to uh, push in this country through the legislator. Um, it, it, in Tennessee, the 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 recent GOP pedophile bill is is uh, just one of the bills that the Tennessee legislator, one of the disgusting, the disgusting mm-hmm. uh, bills that the Republicans in Tennessee are pushing through, um, you know, all around the country, they're really trying to push these bills through. And a lot of people don't really recognize that a lot of this stuff is Putin style politics. Um, and that's why I wanted to have you on. I wanted you really to give us an update of Ukraine. Um, I, I know you have family there, so you have some special insight into that, but I know you've been following the story very, very closely. Yesterday, we seen President Zelensky actually address the U.N. Security Council. He was very upset that they're mm-hmm. allowing Russia to still veto things. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and why you think that's important? And then we'll get to um, the the unfortunate and vile massacre, the war crimes that uh, Putin has committed in Bucha. But uh, tell us yesterday about what uh, President Zelensky said and, and give us insight into that. Yeah, so essentially President Zelensky kind of gave the United Nations an ultimatum, either reform and kick Russia out of the Security Council and actually hold Russia accountable, or just dissolve yourself uh, as a body. Because if you're not holding Russia accountable, what's the point of you doing any work? And what's the point of us funding you, right? So the United Nations Security Council is a group of 15 countries, five permanent states, and 10 non-permanent states that rotate um, every once in a while. And the five permanent states are Russia, the United States, China, France, and the United Kingdom. 
and all the five permanent states have veto power over resolutions and over actions taken by the United Nations Security Council. So we need to kick Russia out of that Security Council because thus far Russia has vetoed any resolution concerning con condemnation uh, of Russia's actions in Ukraine. Um, Russia can veto any resolution calling for the United Nations peacekeepers to enter Ukraine, for example. Any, any action taken by the United Nations, Russia has the power to veto right now. And President Zelensky is literally saying, hey, what's the point of the United Nations existing? And what's the point of you guys issuing all these strong words if you're not going to stand by um, your words by actually taking strong actions, like kicking Russia out of the Security Council, like providing more weaponry to Ukraine? like potentially even enforcing a no-fly zone, which is what he's been asking for for a long time. So yes, he, he really gave them this ultimatum. So what do you, do you, do you think that the, ultimately the UN Security Council will heed his words? Do you think um, that is possible? Or do you think they're still playing footsie because Vladimir Putin, I mean, you know, the word is, is the, the reason why the U.S. hasn't committed um, more troops uh, and and because uh, we, we've really committed weapons and money um through nato mm -hmm. but it it doesn't seem like the commitment is there um to ultimately crush putin i think that's his beef here but do you think it's still the nuclear weapon threat that vladimir putin poses do you think that's some of it and do, do you really think uh the second question is do you think that the un will heed his advice well, first off i think that the nuclear weapon threat is was always there is always going to be there i don't think that it's any Thing different today than it was 14 years ago when it, when Russia first invaded Georgia or eight years ago when Russia invaded Crimea. I think in international law, we have the concept of mutually assured destruction and Putin knows this well. He's not going to launch nuclear weapons because he knows that's a suicide mission. And at the end of the day, um, Putin's ultimate goal here is to ensure a strong, quote, mother Russia. Um, and Mother Russia won't exist if Putin launches nuclear weapons because the United States, China, and other global superpowers will also launch nuclear weapons and you will have mutually assured destruction. So I don't think it's uh, necessarily about nuclear weapons. I think it's more to the fact that the United States doesn't want to get involved in an actual conflict with Russia. I don't think the United States wants um, U.S. troops dying in a potential conflict with Russia. I, I think that's where this is really coming for, from. And I think that right now, Vladimir Putin is not really acting rationally. He's not the rational actor many thought him to be. So if the United States, States takes certain actions like removing Russia from the Security Council or um, providing more high-tech weapons to Ukraine, Putin may take that as a sign of aggression and launch a cyber attack against the United States. He might launch an act of war against the United States somewhere in Europe, something like that. So that's why I don't think we've seen enough action from the United States and elsewhere yet. And regarding your second point, it's difficult to say. I think the United Nations is going to take kind of like this piecemeal approach. And first, they'll look to ban Russia from the United Nations Human Rights Council, which I'm shocked that they're still on. But then again, the Human Rights Council had previously had member states like North Korea, Cuba and Venezuela on as well. So it doesn't really mean much. Um, but I think they'll take a piecemeal approach and start there and then maybe get to the Security Council eventually. But I don't I don't I don't see it happening immediately, even though it should. Well, and and I, I agree with you. I, I don't think the U.N. is going to just um, just absolutely ban uh, Russia. I, I think the, the point is of the United Nations is to, you know, keep keep your allies close, but your enemies closer kind of thing. Sometimes um, that's their approach to things. Now, rather that's right, wrong or indifferent, or if it will drag us into a world war, you know, mm -hmm. that 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 is to be told. Um, 
speaking of war and war crimes, uh, we've seen this week that Vladimir Putin and the Russian army committed absolute war crimes and atrocities. And um, am I saying it right? Bucha? Is that how? Yeah. Bucha. Um, uh, Bucha. Uh, the president Zelensky went to Bucha. There's been a lot of video, a lot of footage um, from Bucha, which is um, a, a vile, horrible genocide of innocent uh, women and children and men in that town. Um, it seems as if from from the evidence that they were just uh, executed um, in just horrible ways. And then uh, almost immediately, Russia turns it around and says it's all staged and it's fake and um, even even more vile propaganda coming out of Russia. Can you tell us a little bit about your feelings of Bucha? Because I know the president of the United States, Joe Biden, has said that, hey, we need to make sure that these war crimes are paid for. Um, so so tell me tell me about that event and the things that you've seen and then what your feeling is on if Putin will pay for these war crimes. Yeah, I mean, personally, it's terrible. It's awful to witness. And I think it's not just in Bucha. It's, it's throughout Ukraine. As Ukrainian soldiers are taking back territory and taking back cities, we see more and more evidence of war crimes. I mean, we now have reports this morning from Mariupol where Russian crematoriums are being brought in to um, burn essentially dead bodies to hide evidence of war crimes. And tens of thousands of people have died in that port town, way more than were killed in Bucha. But still, um, it's it's these atrocities are have been committed all over Ukraine, and we're just going to hear more and more um, as Ukraine takes back areas, and more and more as Russia continues to attack the eastern part of Ukraine, Luhansk, Donetsk, um, Kharkiv. I mean, it's it's coming. It, there, a, a major offensive will be launched over the next week, I believe. Um, so there's a, it's going to get worse before it can get better. And regarding President Biden's statements, unfortunately, I think those statements are empty, empty threats. I agree with him in that pre- in that Putin is a war criminal and that we need international tribunals and stuff. But there is no international police force that's going to go into Russia and arrest Vladimir Putin. Vlad- Vladimir Putin never leads Russia. He will never be held accountable. The only way he'll be held accountable is if, one, there is an internal coup, an uprising that takes him out. Or two, if an international arrest warrant is issued and he's dumb enough to fly to a country that's willing to enforce it. But even then, I doubt that you'd have um, Interpol or um, what or a country's forces go through Russian security and try to arrest Vladimir Putin as he's visiting. I mean, that that just, in my opinion, would be an, an, an act of war in and of itself. So you're never going to see accountability for Putin. Uh, you know, that 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 is unfortunate that, um, you, you know, because I, I actually don't see them you know arresting Putin for war crimes. I mean, they could even uh, try and convict him in some sort of international court, I guess. But the actual arrest of him won't come until um, Putin decides to hold up in a bunker or eat an ammo sandwich, as it may be. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think ultimately that's where this is leading, because we've seen Vladimir Putin act really irrationally delusional. Um, it, some have said he's sick. Some have said there, there's a lot of uh, rumors going around Vla- about Vladimir Putin. But there's one thing for sure. There's one thing for sure that this guy was definitely not prepared um, to launch the offensive and the aggression that he launched against Ukraine. And I, I believe that's one of the things that um, kind of surprised the international community that Russia wasn't as prepared to, for the aggression that they wanted and the war crimes that they wanted to commit on Ukraine, that Ukrainians have stood for their country. Now, they've been patriots and they fought for their democracy, even as flimsy as that democracy may seem. They definitely want to fight for it. 
Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you. I mean, I think that there, Russia really was unprepared for two reasons. One was the fact that Ukrainian resistance, as you noted, uh, was going to be strong. But also, two is that Russian morale is really at an all-time low right now. Many of these Russian forces are being sent into a country where many of their brothers, sisters, family members live, people that they communicate with every day. They share a language practically. They share um, the same cultures, the same food. They, they share a lot of similarities because Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union just 20, 25 years ago. Um, and many of these soldiers, when they're coming in, they're not being told what they're going to fight for. And when, they're, and when they are told by their commanders and by the generals, hey, you're going to go kill your brothers or your sisters, they're obviously, they obviously step back and say no. And we, we have more reports every single day of Russian commanders, of Russian troops saying, no, I'm not fighting, surrendering to Ukrainian forces, or just simply rebelling against their orders. Um, and we're going to see more and more of this in the coming days. But I will say this, um, now that Putin's re, kind of regrouped and reorganized, I do believe that he'll likely learn from his past mistakes. I think the offensive he'll launch in the next week or so um, will be a lot stronger and may actually be successful in taking eastern Ukraine and even parts of southern Ukraine. So we'll see. Um, for his sake, he better hope that he learned his lesson, because if he didn't, he'll be out of power very soon. You know, that, that's a good point. And, and, and the way you explained it kind of reminds me of history. Um, during the Second World War, the uh, uh, Churchill encouraged Americans to go up through Italy into Europe to take Germany, uh, Nazi Germany. And when and when the Americans arrived in Italy, there was a lot of Italian Americans uh, who arrived there as American soldiers. And when they got there, it was their families who were there who were waiting for them. Um, not not some kind of evil fascist regime that was going to kill American soldiers, but it was their uncles, their aunts, their brothers, their sisters, because these American soldiers that were fighting were Italian Americans and they were from their family was from Italy. Um, so mm -hmm. it kind of harkens back to history. And um, I think that's one thing that delusional leaders, especially murderous dictators like Vladimir Putin, failed to recognize is that. History is is easily repeated. And if you pay attention, um, you can you can help from repeating it if you just don't do really stupid, dumb things and like uh, have an aggression on Ukraine and murder innocent ch women, children and men in Ukraine uh, because they're going to fight for their country. It is a democracy. And speaking of democracies and fighting for them, before you go, I do want to ask you, because I know you're you're very, very well versed in not just Ukrainian politics and Russian politics, but also American politics. You tweet about it all the time. Everyone go follow Aaron on Twitter. I, I, I so like his tweets. We, we feature his tweets on the show every once in a while here on the shit list roundup. But Aaron, um, it really is very strange to watch our politics in this country for one party and one party only to try to tear down the democracy the way that Putin has tried all around the world. And with some of these bills that are happening inside the Republican Party, the way that they the other day, it was very strange to watch the Republican senators in the Judiciary Committee mm -hmm. talk highly of uh, Judge Brown Jackson and then say all in the same breath, there's no way I can support her. And it's it's this it's this real bad stench of Putin-style fascist politics. What's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Judge Jackson, she is honestly, in my opinion, the most qualified judge in the entire country. Um, I, don't, I can't think of a Republican or, I mean, conservative or liberal judge that is more qualified than Judge Jackson to be on the court. And many of these Republican senators knew this because in, 2000, in about two years ago, they voted for a confirmation to the D.C. Circuit. 
They also voted for a confirmation to the D.C. District Court, Lindsey Graham one, being one of those senators. They knew this, um, which is why they supported her. Um, any any games now they're playing are purely political. They're not they're just trying to score political points in advance of the midterms. Try to they're in my opinion they're really testing their arguments for the midterms right now in these hearings and just generally. Um, so you're going to see some crazy things come out from the Republican Party. Um, like we saw the other day, yesterday, I'm in Oklahoma with the first bill in the country to totally ban abortion. Like we saw in Tennessee, the bill that um, essentially removed age requirements for marriage and removed um, forced marriage provisions um, in Tennessee law, or, or the one that wants to, at least. Um, we're, you're going to see more and more. In Ohio, you had a don't say gay bill introduced yesterday, just after Florida passed a don't say gay bill uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. So the, the Republican Party is shifting more right and is going more radical and is going to make a lot of noise. And it's important for Democrats to stand up. It's important for Democrats to fight back and call it call them out every chance we get. But also at the same time to recognize that we can't just call out their bad policy. We have to promote good policy. And if we're not getting anything done in Congress, if we're not passing Build Back Better, we shouldn't expect to win this year or really ever. Because um, we can't just fight against Republicans. We have to promote good Democratic policies. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up you say it was Ohio that had uh, just introduced that don't say mm-hmm. gay bill. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because Democrats need to uh, recognize something. And I talk about it a lot here on the show. And, and you probably agree with me on this. There's two things at play here. There is there is politics and there is government. Right. These are two separate things. These things actually do not have anything to do with each other. What I mean by that is in in Florida, uh, Republicans won the policy fight. Uh, Ron DeSantis that scumbag actually signed the don't say gay bill into law. Now, rather it'll stand or or whatever, it's still law today. Um, So they won the policy fight, but I believe they really did lose the messaging fight. What I mean by that is the number one complaint, the thing that they're complaining about the most, and I mean the extreme right wing, is that it doesn't say don't say gay in that bill. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't read the bill, read the bill, look at the line items in the bill. Mm-hmm. And I think I think liberals and Democrats in this country really don't see the actual power of that messaging that, hey, if you if you want to make sure we don't have don't say gay bills in states of Ohio or Florida or Texas or wherever they want to out Florida, Florida, as I say, um, <laughs> wherever they want to do that in our country. What we have to do is we have to have reasonable pro-democracy people in place in government to make those policy decisions. And when I say pro-democracy, the problem is right now that we have is there's only one party, only one that is pro-democracy and pro-liberty. And that's the challenge. So how how do we in these midterms, do you think, can we use the don't say gay messaging? Can we use the messaging uh, against these Republicans for these laws that are coming out of the out of Tennessee to basically put them on the defensive um, and, 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 and put them in a position where they have to defend these diabolical, really vile policies. Unfortunately, um, probably not. And, and the reason, so. no, because I, I think the average everyday American doesn't really care about the don't say Gable. They care about the, their gas prices. They care about inflation rates. They care about the money that's coming into their bank accounts. And if gas prices are at $6 a gallon um, in some of these areas come November, I think it's going to be a very bad year for Democrats. Even if, and even if people recognize, which it needs to be recognized, that Joe Biden and Democrats are not at fault for gas prices increasing. But if inflation is still as high as it, as high as it is right now, it's going to be a bad year for Democrats. 
Um, so that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on the meat and potatoes issues that get everyday average Americans excited. That's gas prices, that's inflation rates, economic, uh, economic impact on people's pockets and people's wallets. Um, and then at everything else we can use as attack ads, like the don't say gay and like, um, like abortion, things like that, what Republicans are pushing. But many of those attacks are going towards single issue voters, um, single issue voters who, focus, who are either pro-life or pro-choice, single issue voters who care about the LGBTQ community um, as their number one choice. Um, the average Democratic voter in middle of America is caring about their money, not necessarily abortion rights or don't say gay bill. So we need to focus on the meat and potatoes issues and not necessarily on these um, inflammatory um, social bills that are being pushed by the Republican Party. We can we can combat those when we're in the legislature, when we're in Congress. But we need to show them not just why they're bad, but why we're good. Um, and if we're putting more money in your pocket at the end of the day, you're going to vote for us. So that's the ultimate goal. Well, I, I, I tend to agree with you on on a bit of that, but I want to push back a bit. Because I think I think that there are people out there in this country who are worried about gas prices, who are worried about inflation. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they're worried about it is because they've been sold a bill of goods that are lies at the water cooler. Right. Um, and they and they bought it because it's easier to buy. It's easier to buy what Joe says at work than to actually you know, figure out that it's corporate oil companies that are gouging you, right? That it's corporations that are causing part of this inflation problem by gouging you uh, because they can, because the narrative is, is that the economy's, uh, the inflation's bad. Uh, we've seen the Fed uh, going to make some moves with interest rates, which um, actually helps the rich in this country. It doesn't hurt them. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. <laughs> that inflation, inflation, as as bad as it may be, is really good for businesses and really good for rich people. Like they, they love inflation. They love mm -hmm. inflation. And that's why, that's why they want you to be so discouraged about inflation is because it's good for them, especially when you're blaming it on someone who it's not their, the fault of, which is the president of the United States, but it's, it's corporations fault. And to some degree, some degree it is the economy. It's the natural state of, of how it's heating up. But I do want to push back with on you just a bit, Aaron, because I want to challenge you a bit. On these issues like don't say gay and some of these pedophile bills that they're actually that they're actually passing, because I would say even Americans who are concerned about gas prices, who are concerned about their grocery prices, who are concerned about their their inflation. I believe that they're concerned about their children, not just not just their children's minds and their education, because mm -hmm. we've seen all around the country that the CRT voodoo types are losing in these school board races um, because they're just people do not want the wackadoos in control of their children's minds and their education. I believe that they will have the same feeling feeling if they know that there is one party in this country, one party who is trying to sexualize children's gender and who is trying to marry them. I believe that that will be important to those people, just as important as gas prices or inflation or their grocery prices. I believe people love their children and they will, they will want to make sure they protect them at all costs not just their minds with their education, but also with their bodies and their autonomy and their liberty. Uh, so what do you say when I tell you that, hey, I think gas prices are important, but the children's safety and protection is just as important. What do you think those Americans would say? So I, I agree with you in, in, mm -hmm. in that general premise. But I will say this is that that's a very reactive argument. It's a very they're bad argument that those they're passing are bad. Okay, great. We all agree on that general premise, but what are we going to do that's good? What are we going to do to protect your children? What are we going to do to ensure that your children can afford 
a better quality of life than we had. Are we going to eliminate student loan debt? Are we going to reduce student loan debt? Are we going to focus on revamping your child, your child's education by providing better opportunities and better quality of education for in public education and public schools? Are we going to do that? If the answer is yes, then we'll win. If the answer is no, or if the answer is we're just going to face gridlock, then we're going to lose because we can only say X is so bad long enough because we need proactive arguments, not just reactive messaging. Um, and we saw that in Virginia. We saw that in, um, we almost saw that in 2020, where if your whole message is Trump is bad, you're going to lose. The 2020 election was a lot closer than it should have ever been. And in my opinion, had COVID, not, had COVID never existed, Donald Trump would have actually won that election because our messaging was so poor. Um, all we were doing is Trump is bad. Trump is bad. We did that in Virginia. Trump is bad. We did that in Virginia when they were saying we're going to pass critical race theory. And we're just saying, no, we're not doing critical race theory. We're not doing critical race theory. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, look how it turned out for us. What did we do to promote public education? What did we do to promote our educational policy in Virginia? Nothing. So if we're not showing proactive messaging, we're going to lose. Um, that's just the fact of the matter. So so I agree with you on a couple of things. But the one thing I will say is I didn't say Trump in any of that. Right. My my argument was I, I never said the word Trump in any of my arguments. And I think I think you're right there that you can actually make all Republicans and all GOP politics Trump without saying the word Trump. Sure. See, and I think that's the messaging problem, because I think me and you are saying both the same things. Mm -hmm. It's just what are the words that we are going to use to do both of those things? Right. Because I think that's one thing that Democrats, liberals in this country really lack is the kahunes, as you, you know, one might say, to really to really dig in and not be scared to say crazy, ridiculous things, which we do on this show. I, you know, I, I'm kind of a provocateur. I, I like to say crazy, ridiculous things, but I like to frame it up in a way that has a certain name. So um, I think we're I think we're on the same page here. And I think now is the time to fight this battle of politics and the election for our country, for our democracy and for our children. And for our gas prices. So I agree with you. I agree with you, Aaron. Uh, we just need to. We, I want to have you back on the show. Maybe we can talk more about American politics, not yeah. just no, uh, Ukrainian Russian politics. Tony, I, I fully agree. I'd love to come back on. And, and I will just say this. Imagine and instead of just us saying don't say gay is bad. Imagine if we say Democrats support increasing teacher pay. Republicans support sexualizing your children. Right. Imagine we do that message, right? Where we have a positive, proactive message right. while also combating their, their negative messaging. Um, if we do both, that's when we'll win. That's, that's why I like, because um, I'm trying to get this phrasing right. That's why I like they're trying to sexualize your children's gender mm -hmm. and they're trying to marry them. Um, you know, so maybe maybe I can figure out a way to get gas prices and inflation in that little message there. So I appreciate you joining us, Aaron. As always, um, come back. Next week, any week, uh, just let me know if you have something that you want to talk about. We'll bring you on. Sounds good. Um, and, and everyone says hi in the in the comments. They, hi, everyone. They love Aaron. So go follow Aaron on Twitter, the Tiki Talks, and the Instagrams. He is on all the social medias. Um, thank you, Aaron, for joining us. Everyone stick around. We'll be right back after this message. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain, 
because they have to live under communist tyranny. We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day. <clears throat> Recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking around after the break. We got even a whole nother hour and plus coming at you here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now on the Midas Touch Facebook page. As you know, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, we are live. Oh, I still have seen, see, I'm, I'm you know, I can do this. See, I still got Aaron's banner up here. Worthless, worthless this guy is. I'm the only one running the show right now as we currently speak today. Just me. So it's all on me. It's all on me today. I, I think Gabe is going to join us here in just a little bit. Um, and we're going to talk about a few things. But I, I, I really enjoy having Aaron on. I enjoy having his uh, updates on Ukraine and Russia so we, we get the lowdown. He really keeps an eye on those things. Um, please, if you're on TikTok, go follow him on TikTok. He does a lot of TikTok videos. If you follow him on Twitter, he talks about uh, Ukraine, uh, Russian politics, and um, also American politics on his Twitter page. So go follow that. He's also the the, uh, the host of Zoomed In uh, with the Midas Touch Network, the podcast. So go 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 check that out. He's a co-host over there, and they talk a lot, a lot about American politics each week. He's on the Midas Touch Network, as we are too. You know, you know that we broadcast from the Midas Touch Facebook page. Thank you all of you out there who are new listeners on Facebook. Don't forget to go over to the YouTube channel. Just search Tony Michaels Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where it's at over there. That way, if you want to go watch it on YouTube, you have the ability to go rewatch on YouTube. We also post my Tiki Talks that I do. Um, we also post post some other things over there and follow us on instagram but give us a like thumbs up on facebook youtube i don't, I don't know if you can give a thumbs up on on twitch you can put in a comment i guess uh, give us some comments retweet that retweet this shit on twitter you know we love the the tweety tweets and the trendy trends as always we're kind of fans of twitter here i don't know maybe that's wrong maybe that's right it's kind of my favorite social media platform because I get to type in anything I want. And now that Elon Musk is going to be the, the dictator of, <laughs> of Twitter, this is kind of ridiculous. Everyone's freaking out because uh, Elon Musk bought his spot on the board. I think he's somehow going to be like the dictator of Twitter. Like he can just wave a magic wand and Donald Trump's going to be back on the platform. Which, you know, I'm not saying I would or wouldn't like to have Donald Trump back on the platform. I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. I really want to tweet at him, to be honest with you. But, you know. That's just me, uh, you know, and it, <laughs> but Elon Musk, Elon Musk does not have a magic wand, but 
I would say that really crazy people are going to be able to say really crazy things if he does have any kind of power over the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. Speaking of the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends, how about, because we do have a lot of shit to round up today, you know we have a lot of trash to put in the garbage today. We have Deutsche Bank uh, going on. Uh, We have a lot of stuff here. We have Russian banks. We have CPAC. Tom Cotton has been trending. So has John Hannity. There's a lot of garbage to put in the trash. So let's start the countdown. Let's go to the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. Welcome back to the Tony Michaels podcast, where we round up all the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends on the shit list roundup. Um, People are telling me to check my DMs. What's going on in the DMs? What's going on over there? Let's see. I don't see the, uh, the, I don't see the DM you're talking about. All right, let's get to the Tweety Tweets. Listen to Robin. See, they keep saying, uh, check my DMs, check my DMs. See, see, this is what happens. Um, she said, Robin says, please check her DMs. Um, is it the show DMs or my personal DMs? DM last night. Oh, oh, uh, let, let's see. Let's see. Doop, doop, doo, 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 doo. Oh. Is this, is this the... Uh, um, is this the, the court thing, which is Sheldon Winehouse? Is that what you're talking about, Robin? Is that where you want me to go, is to the Sheldon Winehouse? The Sheldon Winehouse video? Doop, doop. Okay, let's go to the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends. Let's go to the timeline here, and we'll figure this uh, situation out. With the DM. Okay, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Um, <laughs> Let the women run my show. Yep. Well, I, I keep telling you, I keep telling you that women should run things. I'm not saying, <sighs> I'm not saying that they should or they shouldn't, but they definitely should be running my show. Um, there's a couple things um, here on the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends. I think the one thing that Robin is wanting me to get to is a video that Sheldon Winehouse did. Um, and Christopher has it tweeted here. Let me let me make this a little bigger. Yep. Fun fact, Christopher says. Let's make it bigger. Fun fact, the Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmation hearing that is really going to piss you off. Republican senators didn't research or fact-find to decide which question to ask or hearing. Swamp, quote-unquote, dark money. Groups fed them the talking points. Here is, here is... The Concord Fund. Here is Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, um, who has made a lot of arguments against the federal society buying... Uh, Supreme Court justice seats on the court for Republican nominations. You remember uh, when Trump ran in 2016, right? He doesn't listen to nobody. He's not He's not bound by anyone or anything, right? He does whatever the fuck he wants unless 
unless the Federalist Society buys you, right? The Federalist Society buys Trump's campaign and forces him to say, well, I'll listen to whatever the Federalist Society will tell me. Whatever they tell me, I'll do it, right? Well, that's, I mean, his whole fucking life. But let's listen to what Sheldon Winehouse says here about uh, KBJ and some of the nominations. But more importantly, the questions that were asked by Republican senators. So where does it turn out that all this judicial philosophy talk, we heard the word 50 times in the hearings. It comes from a little group of groups that all share the same address called Independent Women's Forum, Independent Women's Voice, Independent Women's Law Center. It's uh, very attached to Leonard Leo, who's done all the... Isn't that funny? All these women's group, they're all attached to a man. <laughs> oh, Jesus, these right-wingers, they just can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. Judge Picking and his pair of front groups, 85 Fund and Concord Fund, which are funded by the Kochs and their foundations and the Bradley Foundation, and it was run by a Koch lobbyist for years, while she also ran Americans for Prosperity, the big Koch brothers' political mothership. And surprise, surprise, in one of these organizations, you will find none other than Senator Hawley's spouse working. What? Wait a second. You mean Josh Hawley's wife works for the people who pick the Supreme Court justices? Come on. Surely not. And they directed everyone, actually, before, <laughs> before Judge Jackson was even named, it is important that you focus not on the selection process or on the nominee's paper qualifications, but rather on the need to learn more about the nominees. And this is italics and bold judicial philosophy. Judicial philosophy. Well, we heard that over and over and over again when they complained that they couldn't question Judge Brown Jackson about sexual assault allegations against her because there are none. Remember Lindsey Graham, Josh? Well, we can't question you about sexual assault allegations. It's unfair that we had to question Brett Kavanaugh because he was accused of sexual assault, but we can't question you because you're not accused of sexual assault. That's why you can't ask her, you dumb motherfuckers. But here's Sheldon Winehouse. He's pulling out the stops, showing you the evidence. And it wasn't Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, Mike Lee, Chuck Grassley coming up with these talking points. You think those brain-dead motherfuckers who were going to cocaine-fueled orgies, who are, who are trying to make sure they write up don't say gay bills and supporting GOP pedophile bills in states, you think they have time to research Judge Brown Jackson? Fuck no. They got a lot other kind of Nazi type shit that they're trying to do. They can't be they can't be focusing on research of what <laughs> KBJ's political philosophy, quote unquote, would be. They f lines, lines fed to them. These pieces of shit. So that comes straight out of swamp dark money talking points. Yeah. And you see the same thing with the sexual predators uh, angle on her um, child pornography sentencing. So this brings us to the fucking pedophile child porn obsession that these Republicans have, the projection that they have. Uh, again, you, you remember Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz couldn't help but focus on that 
Judge Brown Jackson was a confirmed federal judge who sentenced criminals who were charged, indicted, and convicted of pornography, child pornography, pedophilia, child molesting, and she's the federal judge who was assigned by the court to sentence these criminals. Like, that's what a fucking judge does, you fucking idiots. But they're so concerned that Judge Brown Jackson would sentence child pornographers. Like, so are you are you really concerned that she's sentencing them or that these child pornographers were caught? Because it really does seem like you're on you're you're starting to be on the side of of pedophiles, kid diddlers, and child pornographers. You're really obsessed with it. It's really weird. But let's listen to Sheldon Whitehouse where they got these arguments. I came out of another yeah. front group mm-hmm. uh, with all sorts of creepy ties, including to the legendary Cleta Mitchell. Oh, yeah. And uh, the guy who runs that one mm-hmm. was Ted Cruz's oppo guy in Cruz for president. Oh, so Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz and his staff are running the operation of who's obsessed with child pornography. Obsessed with it. Obsessed that how dare KBJ sentence a child pornographer? How dare she? How dare she do that? Just like they accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct because there was credible allegations against him. Jesus Christ. You can't make this shit up. You've got Holly and Cruz who are saying these things with like family members and staff feeding stuff to them from these dark money groups. The swamp, as it were. We need to drain the swamp. I think I think all I think I think they were right. We need to drain the swamp. They just didn't know what the fuck the swamp was. Jesus Christ. So where Thank you for, for pointing that video out to us. Uh let's go back up the timeline here. Uh, because uh Joe Walsh and Tucker Carlson are in a a, a Twitter a Twitter battle. Uh, I'm not even gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe said earlier, if Ted Cruz and Josh Holly had a baby, it would be Tom Cotton. <laughs> uh, here was my response. Here was my response. My response was, and Republican kid diddlers would want to marry it. They'd want to marry that kid for sure. hundred percent for sure. They'd want to marry that baby. Uh, Rachel Bitkoffer, uh, tweets earlier, a, an image of Steve Kornacki in front of his famous board talking about the White House party and midterm elections and what the history is. Now, Rachel says the midterm effect is coming. It can't be reasoned away. It doesn't magically change our race. Dems have no idea how to blunt it, but I do. <laughs> I, I see. I see Rachel. Don't you, hey, we have Rachel Bittigoffer on here every once in a while. Doc, as some people call her. Doc Bittigoffer. I can see her giving this evil laugh. Like, <laughs> can't you? And evil. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Rachel, again for your for your insight. I hope I hope we can get more and more Democratic campaigns to listen to Doc Bittekoffer. Rachel, if you're out there, yell and scream, yell and scream. Uh, let me ask you a question. I tweeted this earlier because I think this is important. What, if I can get the damn thing to work right. There we go. Sorry, my Zoom is not working. It's not cool. You know, every once in a while, it just doesn't work correctly. But now we got it here. I posed a question earlier on Twitter. Maybe you can answer it. Would you let a Trump Republican babysit your kid? 
Would you? Would you let a Trump Republican babysit your kid at this point? They can't. They're obsessing over child born. They can't help but sexualize children's gender. And they want to marry them. This is really weird shit. Really weird shit. And I, it is surprising. You know, me and Aaron were talking about gas prices. But do you really think Americans aren't going to pay attention when Republicans are passing pedophile bills so they can marry people's children? Do you really think that? Hmm? Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, Hill Reporter has a has an article. Watch. Devin Nunes claims troubled true social is getting massive engagement. <laughs> they can't even get people onboarded onto the goddamn site. How does it have any engagement? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Um, here's a video from James Longman. We were talking about um some of the stuff going on in Ukraine and Russia. Um, this is a very good report. Um, these uh, from ABC and, and James Longman. Let's listen in here for a minute. Nikola was forced to live in the basement of his apartment building as Russian soldiers moved in. And when they arrived, the horror began. They made all the men go outside and check their papers, he tells me. And if they found anything they didn't like, they would shoot them immediately and not ask any questions. He says the Russians shot everyone under the age of 50. You're 53. So you made it by three years. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, you go watch this full video. I retweet it. And there's also a really good thread um, from Bucha um, that James put up um, uh, just about yesterday. So go go, um, go check that out as here's reporting in Bucha, walking through Bucha and the war crimes that were committed there. Um, again, the thread is right below the video on the timeline. So go go check that out. Um, it is a, a, a crazy, crazy thread. Okay. Someone tweeted earlier. Uh, uh, gross old pedophiles. GOP stands for gross old pedophiles. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That was in response to my tweet, which I tweeted earlier. The Republican kid diddlers want to sexualize your kid's gender and marry them at any age. Got it? The Republican kid diddlers want to sexualize your children's gender and marry them at any age. That's what they're doing. They're doing it all around the country. They want to take your kid's gender and make it sexual somehow. Gender. I, I, I can't even believe. Uh, I can't believe we have to we have to do this. We have to fucking be dictionary for these dumb motherfuckers. Seriously, we got to be dictionary.com for these fucks? This is absolutely ridiculous. Look, just because the word gender and the word sex share a similar definition does not mean gender is sexualized. It's only sexualized because you're fucking weirdos. Just because you're a girl, a boy, a man, a woman, whatever. Trans man, trans woman. If if you're a gay man, a gay woman, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter you dumb motherfuckers. If you identify as they and them, she, he, whatever, whatever. Gender 
It's not sexualized. You're making it sexualized, you fucking weirdos. It's the same crazy-ass shit that you do about genitalia in bathrooms. Same crazy stuff. They make genitalia in bathrooms sexualized. I have never in my fucking life went into a public bathroom and was concerned about the genitalia of the person next to me or in the bathroom in general. Not, I wasn't concerned at all about their genitalia. And it's probably because I'm not a fucking weirdo. <laughs> you fucking weirdos are absolutely obsessed with people's gender and sexualizing their gender, genitalia, and marrying any genitalia no matter what age it is. It's fucking gross. It needs to stop. Because they're not going to stop there. They're not going to stop at just, oh, well, we can marry. We can marry at any age. We can marry at any age. We can marry them at any age. They're going to start to tell you that they can marry your children without your consent. The people in power are going to say they have the consent to marry whoever they want. Doubt me. Did you have it on your bingo card 10 years ago? 2012. Think about this. 2012, after Mitt Romney lost. Did you have it on your fucking bingo card that 10 years later, we would be talking about how the Republican Party is trying to pass bills in states where they can marry babies? It's what they're doing. Like right now, as we speak, this isn't like hyperbole. I'm not saying, oh, they're going to try it. They're doing it. Right now, right now, we have we have uh, Gabe Sanchez, our co-host and executive producer, joining us. Gabe, how's that mic working today? Uh, pretty good. Pretty oh, good. it's perfect, perfect, absolutely. That's uh, great. I That's hear, great. I hear you're talking about the uh, the grand old pedophiles. Yes, the grand old pedophiles. I I call them uh, Republican kid diddlers this morning. I mean, it's not wrong. Well, I, well, I mean, uh, I think it's an actual. It's got a real good ring to it. I think it's uh, a phrase that we can actually. Uh, uh, really push out there. I think people understand what it means. Um, the nice part about the word diddler is people get the idea, but the definition, just like Republicans like to use certain words and like phrases. Like tallywhacker? That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I think Republican kid diddler is perfect to frame up these morons yeah. because that's really what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to diddle kids. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, have- it, yeah, it, it it's disgusting. Yeah, I right. Mean, let's just call it what it it's is. Fucking for, gross. For for a uh, for a group of people that you know, I think I said it the other day, which is like you know, the, the whole like save our children. It's save our children from the GQP. Save our children from the grand old pedophiles, and these pedophiles, these Republican members of uh, of the legislature, are putting in place what would be legal for you to 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 be a pedophile, right? Like for for a group of people who say like. Oh, don't sexualize this. Don't talk about this. You know, we want to restrict this so kids don't get indoctrinated with the woke liberalism or whatever. Meanwhile, over here, that's like, yeah, I'm about to marry this kid and you can't do anything about it. And that is incredibly fucked up. And for anyone of that party to just look at that and be like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, that's like, even if you were to take the, like, even if you were to look at it and say like, Matt Gates, it's an allegation. Okay, fine. We'll say that. But if you have a party literally putting into law that you can now just marry anyone of any age, children, and say, yeah, 
That sounds good. It's like, well, then what the fuck is wrong with you? But this is how fascism slow creeps, right? Because they've been saying all kinds of crazy ass fucking weird shit about Democrats for like six years. Like six years, they say this stuff like, oh, they're pedophiles and the child sucking cabal and a pizza place in Washington and all kinds of weird ass funky shit. And the reason why is because they want to normalize that kind of talk with their base, because that way, when they go ahead and they introduce bills like, well, the Democrats do it. Why can't we? Right. It's I mean, it's they're trying to normalize it. Right. Don't you think? No, completely. I think they're you know, they're trying to get it into the the normal like lexicon that is right. Our like day to day language. And also they're you know, they're projecting their own, you know, wants and desires for the same reason. They're like, oh, well, you know, these gay people shouldn't do this or these trans people shouldn't do this. It's like, no, maybe you're speaking about something inside. Maybe you feel a certain way and the party you're a part of. You can't actually be your true self. And as a result, you have to project your, your, uh, uh, your, 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 uh, just unwanted approval or, or whatever, uh, onto the, onto this group, a group that is not even affecting you, a group that is not entering your lives, not, not, not berating you, not walking into your home and telling you what you should do, not indoctrinating you on what you should believe or who you should be or whatever. They're just saying, Hey, we feel a way, and this is how we feel the most comfortable to be. There is no right that you have as the Republican Party to tell anyone of any any background or, you know, what it's like, why is this not, you know, a protected right? Because that's what it is, right? It, it is it is something that should be or, you know, should be a protected right. They fought us hard on uh, allowing same-sex marriage. And you know what? It's now they're like, okay, well, that's like common it's not as extreme as where we need to bring it because that's what the right does. They take it and they take it to the extreme. And they're saying before it was like, Oh, same sex marriage. We can't do that. What are they going to marry robots and dogs now? Now I'm not saying that the Republicans are into that type of stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Well, I I mean, here's the thing we seen just a couple of weeks ago, the Senator from Indiana sitting Senator from Indiana, basically advocate for States, passing laws to where you can't have interracial marriage interracial marriage not not same-sex marriage i mean we're talking we're talking about ticking the clock back 50 years but with this with this gop pedophile bill in tennessee they really want to tick the clock back several hundred years because i don't think they're going to stop there because we're going to have we're going to have florida try to out tennessee tennessee we're going to have texas try to out florida florida and eventually what we're going to have is a bill that says powerful white men can take your children and marry them without your consent. I mean, I, I don't don't get it fucking twisted because again, ten years ago, there's no way anyone had on their bingo card that the Republican Party of Mitt Romney, that just lost the the, the presidential race, would be passing bills in states mm-hmm. that would say you can marry a child at any age, any age, yeah. not not just like like. Because currently the agents in in Tennessee for consent is seventeen, right? That's the current age, um, which is not an adult. I I mean I guess it's kind of an adult because you're giving consent to be married, right? Which it should be probably changed to eighteen is probably right. what it should be changed. I think to. the same rule exists in Illinois and uh, yeah. California, where there's because there's it's several the rule states, of statutory rape, right? Right. Yeah. There's several there's several states that that set it at seventeen, and you're right. It's because of the statutory rape. Um, uh, statutes that live in those states. But listen, 
if that's if that's the case, if that's the argument that you're trying to make for 17 versus 18, the GOP pedophiles in Tennessee, they want to make it to where an infant is not statutory rape. Mm-hmm. They want to make it to where a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a 12-year-old is not statutory rape. This right. is fucking vile, disgusting, and they are they are they are with legislation attacking attacking not just the minds of our children but the bodies of our children and right. that that to me is the most disgusting part um of all of this and they're not going to stop here they're right. not going to stop they're not going to, this isn't like oh this is where it, this is our last you know our last thing right right like right. we're not i mean it, like in oklahoma I mean, you gotta, yeah sorry go on well i mean in oklahoma there there is no there were no abortion clinics in Oklahoma, you know what they did in Oklahoma? They're like, you know what? Since there's no abortion, we're going to even go a step further. We're even going to go a step further and take away someone who has a uterus, their entire liberty over right. their body, right. their entire liberty over their body. Even though you can't even you can't even hardly get an abortion in Oklahoma, right. we're still going to take it away from you. So if you think if you think they're going to stop at just you giving consent for your children and not making it to where they can take consent from your for your children you are out of your mind they are coming for it and they are co- they are coming for it today and they are on our doorstep and they are coming at you hard and the only way we stop them the only way that we stop them is to participate in our democracy and make sure that we message correctly and we make sure that we get pro democracy people who are in those seats and the only party that is pro democracy right now that isn't running rampant with this with this kid diddler stuff is democrats because republicans right. are kid diddlers it's weird it's i just I, I mean you got to look at it like like i i would hope that you know not to be like oh, i hope everyone wakes up but literally like if you watch what's happening you got republicans saying that you can uh the the actual sex offenders the the predators of uh rape and assault you know can actually sue families right there's that one then you've got this thing that says ectoptic uh pregnancies are illegal then you've got this example in Indiana about interracial marriage is legal. Then you got this situation in uh, in Tennessee where they're saying now you can marry children of any age, right? Doesn't have to be seventeen; it can be way younger. You like them young, even better. Then you got this whole thing about how abortions are illegal. Like you see this trend moving further and further to just group everything. Where basically it's like who you can marry, you can marry anyone of any age, younger the better. You can marry anyone, and as long as they're white. And if you got someone pregnant, you can sue their ass, uh, regardless of the situation. And also, you have to force the woman to have the baby. Like, you can't stop and look at this and say, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with any of this. Like, you have to look at this and say, like, this is 100% fucked up on all scales for everything that they're doing. It's just further and further going against a woman, going against... Anyone who is a person of color going against anyone else who is not white and who is not a man, because that's what it's coming down to. Rich, powerful, white, old ass man wants to do whatever the fuck he wants, marry whoever he wants, however old he wants. And the repercussions and the, and, and the result, not his problem. If anything, he'll try to make money off it by suing the woman. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the GQP is a disgusting, vile piece of shit. Right.
Well, you know, we had Aaron uh, on to talk about Ukraine, but we also were debating a little bit back and forth, me and Aaron, about messaging because he thinks gas prices and inflation are going to be the uh, what people are going to vote on. And I actually believe that it's people's (laughs) people's children's uh, safety of their minds and their bodies is just as important, if not more than important than any fucking amount that they're going to pay at the pump on the on gas. I think Um, that's a that that that, I mean, I think both are both are true. I I think, you know, if it's. If it's trivial kind of uh, flash in the pan type topics, it's going to be gasoline and inflation, right? As the as the economy grows right. and unemployment drops down, that's going to be something that's like right now problem. Uh, but if we talk long term, what actually is put into law, I think you have a solid point of like saying if, if, if for the same reason, what was that ad that was done? Um, was her name Daisy? What was the ad uh, they did about the nuclear bomb? And it was like, do you want to live in a world where it was like girl? It was a little girl picking daisies. It was nineteen. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a Goldwater. Yeah. Goldwater. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that ad right there was like, oh, you're you're now thinking my child, right? I they shouldn't live in this world, right? So like, right. if you are able to fix the the message and the narrative around saying your children are a target to these people, right? right? If you can do that, if the Democrats can actively push on a solid marketing front to be like the actual problem is the sick, disgusting, vile pedophiles that are from the Republican side. The gas. Yeah, sure. That's a problem. But that's like a bigger scale issue that that isn't only a Biden thing. Right. You know, the inflation like we're working on it based on we just got out of a fucking recovery and or a, 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 a pandemic and a bit of a recession here. And had to recover by injecting money into the economy. So we're going to be, you know, it's not like a, it's going to happen overnight and fix it. Like that's going to take a little bit of time. But if you really go for the long-term plan, which is these old white, rich white guys want to marry your daughter. Mm -hmm. And she's not even one years old. Like that's like, you want to obviously go to the extreme, but there's truth. In, in this, in this, well, yeah, that's what timeline. they're. It's not. It's not like the Republicans are like, well, we're gonna pick fourteen, right? Like they didn't. They didn't. And and I don't. <laughs> I don't know if they thought, oh, well, it will be much worse. It'll be way worse if we pick fourteen than right. if we just do away with the age limit altogether. Like, no, doing away with the age limit is way worse, buddy. Right. Way worse. Like it's, you can't even justify fourteen. Like at that point, you're like, right. this person potentially might not be even entering into puberty or developing. Right. But they are promoting 14 by not right. doing away. I mean, 12, 11, 10, you pick the fucking age. They want to marry it. Right. It, it absolutely is fucking weird. And in 2022, I think I think that suburban white voters who are the generic ballot. We've had Rachel Bittico, Dr. Rachel Bittikoffer on here, and she talks a lot about the generic ballot. And for those people out there that don't understand what the generic ballot is, is it's people who don't pay attention to politics. Mm-hmm. It's people who don't have a party affiliation. It's people who really don't know or give a shit much about politics, but they do vote and they vote based on their emotions and based on what they're afraid of. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. People in suburbia six months from now, especially in November, when crude is is likely to be at a low, a very low, Mm -hmm. which means that gas prices will be down. Um, The Fed is already talking about raising interest rates, which is going to slow inflation and back it up. And rich people like corporations and investors are going to make more money because they love inflation. They're cheering for the Fed to raise interest rates here. This is not like they're like, oh, this is going to hurt us. Nope. They've got all the cash. They got all the, they got all the savings. They're going to capitalize on this. 
But as that starts to tick away, what is left other than the fear to win this election? Now, I believe, and I think you do too, Gabe, and I think most of our listeners do, is that we can't wait for gas prices to go down. We can't wait for the inflation to subside. We can talk about both things. We can message both things Mm -hmm. and say how the Republican Party, do you trust that someone, if if the if republic if politicians control gas prices, Gabe, do you really trust the people who want to marry your children with gas prices? Not at all. I I mean, really, honestly, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that they have a complete uh, fucked up reality and right. logical, but they do. They do have a complete fucked up and logical reasoning in their mind where they say, "I should marry a kid." That seems totally cool. I've always wanted that. Let's make it legal. That type of person should not be in any sort of government uh, office. Right, you're making or, decisions or for anyone. Exactly. Gas prices, inflation, right. healthcare, anything. Right. The only anything. people who want that are the people, obviously, who want to benefit from that. Now, obviously, you can make that argument on all sides in terms of lobbying and different sectors and different things that are passing pork and all these things are in law. But something that's like, hey, listen, we're going to legalize pedophilia. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? That's gross. like that should be that is what it is, right? Like that's the person you want to control your gas right, prices. That's that's the person that you trust for your child's future and the gas prices and inflation. Right. That's who you want. You want that sick motherfucker, right? That's your idea of good government. That's your idea of good policy of getting gas prices yeah. and inflation to go away. Is to put the person who wants to marry an eight year old girl in charge of your government? Okay, well, good luck with that. That's why I think we can win this argument, folks. That's why I think we can tie these two things together. Thank you, Ken, for the super chat here. He says, uh, Ken says, Midas Lisa for Bonehead of the Week. I think Midas Lisa (laughs) isn't able to join us. For some reason, to me, Midas Ken and Midas Lisa, I think think they are husband and wife, brother. I'm not sure exactly. They have some sort of connection here, but they really tease each other in the chat. Um, everyone come to the chat and check out Midas Ken and Midas Lisa. Always, always going back and forth. The chat is always great on our show. The, mm-hmm. uh, our, our audience doesn't just talk about the issues. They talk to each other in, in the chat. Um, they're informing each other in the chat, making sure. And sometimes they they s- they, they'll send us like yeah. new stuff. Absolutely. You know? Well, uh, uh, Midas Robin sent me the video of Sh- Sheldon Whitehouse um, on Lawrence O'Donnell's show talking about dark money, the yep. actual swamp in mm-hmm. Washington. Uh, actually, you know, like trying to buy Supreme Court justices. And speaking yeah. of that, because we have Tom Cotton and uh, oh, trending uh, this fucking Nazi. This talk talk oh, about dude. talk about a talk about a Republican kid diddler here. This yeah. guy is completely obsessed with child porn, along with his buddy Josh Holly. I don't know if they like they have like a a, a research quote unquote research uh, group that they do yeah. on child porn, but boy, they really sure seem obsessed about it. Let's listen to what Tom Cotton said on the floor of the Senate during uh, the Supreme Court justice nomination of KBJ Judge Brown Jackson. You know, the last Judge Jackson left the Supreme Court to go to Nuremberg and prosecute the case against the Nazis. This Judge Jackson might have gone there to defend them. He is such a piece of fucking shit. What a vile piece of shit. Number one, number one. If you actually believe in the justice system, which he does not clearly, he clearly does not believe in our justice system in our country. He does not believe in rights. He does not believe in freedom because any reasonable person would say, yes, someone as vile as Tom Cotton as probably the crimes that you could imagine that Tom Cotton possibly would commit if he would commit crimes. I'm speaking hypothetically here. 
Right. But if he, if this kid diddler, this Republican kid diddler, Josh Hawley, or excuse me, Tom, God, I get him confused. It's really confusing. Yeah, I mean, they are they one are kind the same, of, right, 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 right. They're both Nazis and <laughs> right. they're both pedophiles. Right, right. Or, or well, here, look, here, look, allegedly, we'll allegedly, say allegedly, right. they are uh, both projecting their own wants and desires right. onto To diddle kids, to diddle right, kids. exactly. So Tom Cotton, even, even me, um, not liking Tom Cotton at all, you can tell, even me, if Tom Cotton was brought up on some kind of criminal charges, I'm not saying he's committed crimes. I'm just saying if he were, I would want him to have a defense in that court. I mm-hmm. would want that Nazi, like like Tom Cotton, I would want him to have a, a defense in that court. Now, I would bet that someone like Judge Brown Jackson uh, <laughs> would tell him to get fucked, but he would love... Tom Cotton would love for someone as good and qualified as Judge Brown Jackson to defend his Nazi ass in court. That's for sure. That's for goddamn sure. Do we know, you know, uh, speaking of Uh uh, just, I just kind of went off on a tangent here, Uh, only because of SCOTUS. So Blackburn, has she said anything uh, as of late about her position on this Tennessee bill. Oh, you mean, you mean, you mean, uh, Marsha Blackburn, the person who tried to get a one up on, uh, Judge right. Brown Jackson. What is the, a woman here? Yeah. What is a woman? Uh, she tried, she tried that shit on, uh, Judge Brown Jackson. Has she I, come I, forward about her position on this Tennessee bill since it's her well, state? You know, it would be, it would, it probably would not be the most popular position on the bill, I would imagine. So I doubt she's going to make a public statement. And what I mean by the most popular position is that she would support the bill to make sure that, that, uh, men could, could marry little girls. Um, you know, I, I think she would be for that at this point. I mean, she definitely knows what a woman is for sure. She's got the definition down. She looked it up in the dictionary, I guess. Yeah. It just it, it uh, let's see. I, I just you know I just haven't heard. I mean, I'm you know not to to harp on this too much, but I just haven't heard any Republican speak out against this bill. Let's, let's go to her face or her uh, her Twitter page. I mean, if anyone anyone who's listening, can you if you find something, let us know. But I haven't seen a Republican or at least a well uh, uh, well positioned and kind of well known Republican that actually has spoken out against this. Uh, this Tennessee uh, bill. So here, here is a supporter of kid diddlers by mm-hmm. not saying anything. She's a supporter because she said, I'm honored to serve the people of Tennessee. I'm um, honored to serve the men who want to marry kids of Tennessee. Right. Mm-hmm. The, 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 le- the legislator of men who want to marry little girls in Tennessee. Um, she mentions Joe Biden here, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, yeah, a lot of Biden. Um, more Biden. Uh, uh, here, oh, here's oh, something Black that Lives doesn't. Here's something that doesn't have Joe Biden, uh, but it, it does have Clinton in it. You know, she's obsessed with Clinton. Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter. I'm surprised we haven't seen. Where's the Hunter Biden laptop? Chinese communist. Oh, here, here's the Hunter Biden's laptop post. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Oh, here's more Hunter and Joe Biden and and China. Here's 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 her 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 black who black dude who was president tweet president obama now oh here's her woke disney china um tweet here's her COVID tweet uh let's see here's more hunter biden's laptop um let's see here's biden biden's laptop china she has said nothing really in the last 24 hours that would give her 
any any um, clue that Senator Marsha Blackburn is for or against, which would make me think she is for. Yeah, I just say like if you're silent, then you're complicit. Yeah, probably. probably. If it's your state and you haven't said a thing about it, you're complicit. Right? Probably. Probably. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fuck Marsha Blackburn and fuck anyone who's not out there as a Republican. And and this includes Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger. If these people are not going to say anything about this bill in Tennessee, you are a Republican kid diddler. Mm hmm. And we should paint them as such. And do you want do you want Republican kid diddlers in charge of your gas prices? Is that what you want, America? There you go. There's how you frame it up. Do you want Republican kid diddlers in charge of your gas prices? You know what? Let's fucking tweet that shit. We're doing Do it. it right now. Ah, we're, we're doing it. Tweet that shit. Uh, yeah, it's just it's insane that you would say, you know what, my representative who supports this illegal act that I said we should save the children. But really, the Republican Party is not saving the children because what they're doing is they're putting those children in danger. They're putting those children who are developing in danger uh, of putting them in an environment that is unsafe. Right. And that's the world that Republicans want to live in. But they, you know, the white, rich, white, old guy. Right. They, they think that they have the ultimate thing, the ultimate opinion, the final say, whatever they want, you know, it's that moment of like, what the fuck is wrong with this Republican Party? What the fuck is wrong with the GQP, right? What what the fuck is wrong with this group of people who want to make it legal to marry children, right? As a parent, not myself, but as a parent out there, like, I hope that you would look at this and say, this is 100% fucked up to allow a man to marry a whoever at any age, right? You know, they, they throw up their arms about same-sex marriage. They throw up their arms about giving rights to trans people, but you know what they don't throw up their arms about? And rather, they, they cheer and support? Marrying a kid. Marrying a child. Fucking weird. If that, if that doesn't... If you cannot stop and look at that and say, how does this make any sense? Because this is completely fucked up. This, this is so ass-backwards that you would ever say... This person in office who wants this should also be the person that should make other laws and should be the one who's dictating how we uh, we deal with gas prices and inflation. Like, again, these people are not here to actually serve you. They are here to serve themselves, despite the fact that they are here to actually serve us. Right. Like, I think, you know, the Mooch said it when we had him on the show. He was like. They work for us. That's right. We employ them. That's right. Our decision it doesn't matter what party. It doesn't fate. matter what politician. Exactly. And Whoever it doesn't matter are, their views or not. There are. Right. We are their employer. Exactly. We are their employer. Um, if you want to go check that Mooch uh, interview out, go go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to do that. If you're on Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search The Tony Michaels Podcast on YouTube, and please subscribe over there. Uh, Gabe, I think you got to jump um, I, I wish you could stick around, though, because I'm going to play the video of Matt Gatz getting into it with oh, with uh, with Austin. And also, I, I'm going to play a special video uh, and we're going to go to a commercial break. We're going it, to it's it's the commercial, the droop. You remember the droop. commercial? Oh, yeah. But when we come back, audience, we're going I'm going to show you a video of uh, <laughs> Troy keeping keeping it blue, <laughs> explaining 
uh, how farts work to spread next. So stick around. Don't, don't miss it. We'll be right back. Thanks, Gabe. We'll see you soon. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you annoyed by masks infringing on your rights? Do you wish you didn't have to comply with Biden's communist mask mandate? Are you tired of wearing masks that actually fit your face? Well, now you don't have to be. Introducing the Droop. With our patented Droop technology, every mask is uniquely molded to not fit your face. Just send us a selfie and we'll have one of our Droopists mold the mask for you elastic free. Thanks to the Droop, I don't even need to pull my mask down anymore. It just sags that way. The Droop lets you customize from a selection of pre-worn masks, lipstick stains included. Make sure to order your Droop today. Droop, be the spread you want to see in the world. Catch Tony's Twitch stream, The Shit List Roundup, at twitch.tv slash the Tony Michaels. We're back to the king of brilliance. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. We've seen the Droop commercial. Everyone likes the Droop commercial, the mask. Um... I don't know if you you guys are following Keith Troy Blue. Um, he's got a little different handle on on Twitter, but he, he <laughs> he's got a video here. Let me make it a little bigger. Um, if you, if you know anything about uh, TikTok, Troy's over on TikTok. This is uh, what is called a reply video. Someone gives a comment, and the comment is, "Explain this, Troy. Explain this to us. If you're so brilliant, you liberal." Underwear and jeans can't stop a fart from traveling. How would a mask stop a virus? So this person thinks a fart and a virus are the exact same thing. Let's let Troy explain to this person the difference between a fart and a virus. virus, And let's let him explain to these uh, spreadnecks how farts work. This is ridiculous that we have to do this, but... It is the internet. So let's let's listen. Well, it's official. I've lost all faith in humanity. And those of you that have been following me for a while know that this is quite a feat considering the sheer dumb fuckery that I've had to put up with over the last two years on this app. But this one particularly sent me over the edge. And so here I am standing in my backyard at night addressing farts to a complete stranger on the fucking internet. So uh, <laughs> let me try to lay this out for you in a way that your clearly like eight-year-old mind might be able to understand. Not all microscopic particles that you can't see with your eye are exactly the same size. For example, uh, gas particles like oxygen are a hell of a lot smaller than viruses. That's why you're still able to breathe when you're wearing the mask because the microscopic holes in the mask are large enough for oxygen particles to get through even though they are able to stop the coronavirus. Same principle is true generally when wearing underwear and jeans when you <laughs> fart. What you're smelling when somebody farts is the methane gas coming off of the fecal matter. Okay, okay wait, 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 wait. I cannot, this is, this is the thing, folks. This is the thing. Uh, this is really the problem that we have, right? Is that there are a, 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 not a large percentage, but a large number of people in this country in particular that are completely fucking dumb. Just can't fucking understand even simple fucking physics of how farts work. 
when you have jeans and underwear on versus when you don't have them on. This is not rocket science. It's not rocket science at all. (laughs) But these people actually believe that if you can fart through your jeans and smell it, then a mask with a virus, whether it's coronavirus, the flu, or anything else. Really, honestly, there's a good fucking case to be made for mask other than just the coronavirus. Like, There's a good case to be made for the mask when we have flu season, when people are gathering up. It's probably a really good case for it. So we don't get sick and have to spend a bunch of money on people who are sick. But let's let Troy finish here. Not the fecal matter itself. The methane gas is able to make it through the underwear and the jeans, even though the underwear and the jeans are stopping the fecal matter. Oh, a little experiment the for me, a okay? Um, the next time you're with one of your frat brothers and they tell you they have to fart, uh, put your <laughs> face right up next to their ass twice okay this is an experiment we have to do it a couple of different ways Uh, to prove that it works uh put your face right up next to their ass one time while they're wearing jeans and underwear and the next time when they're butt ass naked and their bare ass is right in front of your face then have them fart on your face see what happens uh biologically biologically see the difference between the time when they fart on you with jeans on and when they fart on you with bare ass chances are one of those two times you're going to get a pink eye and it won't be the time when they're wearing jeans. Oh, my God. Okay, so th- th- the point of this is really, honestly, the point of this is, is that, do you wonder why, do you wonder why there's people running around the country thinking that a, a pedophile bill, an actual pedophile bill in Tennessee, they have no, oh, my God, that's the party I want to have in control. These people really don't know how farts work. These are these are adults running around voting. They don't understand how farts work. Holy actual fuck. And they're just, they're they're making decisions on who are going to make decisions for us. Like if our children can get married to adults. Think think about it. Think about it. We have an education problem in our country. And it is a serious serious issue. And we have. So thank you. Thank you, Troy, for um, <laughs> blessing us with your insight um, and really schooling these rednecks on how farts work. Let's go. I'm going to find the um, the video here of uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, absolutely destroying uh yeah, here it is. The Hill had it. Here, let's let's go to uh, make it a little bigger. The Hill had um, this. Matt Getz and the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin got into a heated exchange during the House hearing looking at the 2023 defense budget. So this is a hearing going through the defense budget for 2023. Now, this is defense. So this is like the entire budget of defense. So let's let's listen in. Uh, to the arguments that Matt Gatz is going to make here. Let's listen. Mr. Mr. Secretary, I've shared with you the context. The context wasn't better understand socialism so we can defeat it. The context wasn't learn about it so that we can offer countermeasures. The concept was that it's time for socialism. And the reason I know that's the context is because the lecture was pulled from a book 
written by Thomas Piketty, entitled Time for Socialism. And I, and I just can't help but like notice. And so your you guys question been, was whether no, or not we- I control the time. Your question you guys have been blowing a lot of calls lately on the matters of strategy, no. Mr. Secretary. You guys told us that Russia couldn't lose. You told us that the Taliban couldn't immediately win. And so I guess I'm wondering, what in the $773 billion that you're requesting today is going to help you make assessments that are accurate in the face of so many blown calls? You, you've, you've seen what's in our budget. You've seen how the budget matches the strategy. And so I'll let that speak for itself. Well, I mean, I've also seen that we're behind, Mr. Secretary. We're behind in hypersonics. We failed to deter Russia last year. So what do you, what do you, what do you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How, how do you? How okay, do you, who do you, who's ahead in hypersonics? How, how do you? How do you? How do you? How do you make that assessment? I don't know. How, is, is I make that assessment one? because is China is fielding hypersonic weapons systems, and we are still developing them. Are I make that assessment because Russia actually used one. By the way, your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it, it- okay, so, so here's the thing here. Let's, let's stop right here. Because here's the thing. Normally, normally in a, in a uh, House hearing, because we do actually want Congress people to actually have oversight of the Department of Defense and their defense budget. Like, that is a thing we want. We want to make sure that the Department of Defense and the federal government as DOD and DHS is not just running wild with their defense budget, right? But most of the time, we do not have a congressperson who runs the United States military and DOD into the ground and acts like China and North Korea are better. Right. We don't have that. Now, here's another point that I want to make. And this is very fucking important. Uh, Secretary Austin here was nominated and confirmed under Joe Biden. Right. And he did not start the military. Like Lloyd Austin didn't just start the military. Here's what I mean by that. It's not like when President Biden took office, he fired all the military, all of them. All the soldiers, all the generals, everyone at depart at the Department of Defense and the Army and the Navy. He fired all of them and then hired new soldiers, new officers, new generals, new DOD officials. That's not what happened. The military that is today, which is the United States military and the United States Department of Defense, is the same Department of Defense that Republicans under Donald Trump had control over for four fucking years. So, if the missiles are whatever weaponry that Matt Gatz is bitching about and acting like America are schlubs, because he's running down the American military when he's saying these things. And he's running down his country. And he's running down those soldiers who fight for our country and who have valor. Because it's the same exact military. It's the same one. There isn't a different military. It's the same military that Obama had, the same military that Biden that Biden now has that Trump had. It's the same one. Yes, yes, people retire, people move on. Uh, the, the the current president gets to pick their administration and their secretary, and they get to redevelop the entire upper staff of the administration of DOD. Yes, sure, fine, that is true. But it's the same army. It's the same military. 
It's the same DOD. Okay. Now, this is only a tell from Republicans of what they want to do and how they want to do it. And it's not just with the military. It's with the department. It's with the, it's the Department of State. The State Department was absolutely demolished by Trump. All the departments, the EPA, the Education Department were demolished by Trump. And that's what they want to do all around this country, not just with these federal institutions like the Department of Defense, the, the Education, the Environmental Protection Agency. They want to dismantle your, your children's school. They want to make it so hard for teachers who are reasonable, who want to educate children in a way that is that is education. They want them to get so sick and tired of all the CRT and all the Republican pedophile bullshit that they quit. They want them to quit. They want the military to quit. They want the EPA to quit. They want everyone to quit. Because if they break the system, if they break the institution in this country, the democratic institutions that we have, they get to build them back in their image and in their name. That's what Matt Gatz is doing here. That's what fascists do. They want you to quit. They want you to give up. They want you to stop fighting because then the system breaks and then they get to dictate what that system looks like on the other side. It's not just the hyper It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China's last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea on pace to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. See, here it is. Here it is. Here's the, sh- here's the nonsense. Here's the nonsense Matt Gatz is trying to do to convey to all the military why they should quit, why they should walk away. It's all broken. It's broken because you're just talking about gender and wokeness. No, you are talking about gender and wokeness. You are focused on sexualizing people's gender. You are focused on ideology. You, Matt Gatz, are focused on those things. You are. Now, we're going to watch Secretary Austin here. Uh, hand him his fucking proverbial ass. But I'm telling you, that's what they want to do. They want to discourage you out there, pro-democracy people who are for democracy, who think democracy is the weapon to fight inequality, to fight inequity, to fight fascism. They want you to not believe in it. It's a Putin-style politic. That's what they're doing. They're trying to get you, the person who believes in the institution, to question it. Because if you think, if you think as a pro-democracy person that it's all over, it's already done, there's nothing you can do about it, they're already going to take over. Ron DeSantis already passed the Don't Say Gay bill. They're going to pass pedophile bills all around the country. They're going to marry our children. They're going to destroy our schools. It's over. Then it's already done if you decide that. If you, as a pro-democracy person, decide that, then it is all over. But if you as a pro-democracy person do not buy into this nonsense, this bullshit, this this absolute fucking garbage that this fascist, this accused child sex trafficker 
who is sitting on a committee, by the way, which is fucking disgusting. I'm sure he loves the bill in Tennessee. He loves the pedophile bill in Tennessee. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't, why wouldn't Matt Gatz love the GOP kid diddlers and, and their bill in Tennessee? I mean, goddamn, he would get to not only not only traffic 16, 17 year olds and use his Venmo account across state lines and sell them drugs and alcohol and pay for sex. That's what alleged that's what Joel Greenberg has pled guilty to. But then he can marry him. Holy shit. He would love that. Why wouldn't Matt Gatz love that? But that's what they want to do, folks. They want to tear down the institutions. They want to tear down the institutions because they can build them back. That's the Steve Bannon, Donald Trump, fascist, Trump Nazi plan. Do you it's, accept? You know, it's, it's Here we again, go. this is the most capable, the it's most it. combat critical force in the world. It has been and it will be so. It has been and will be. Listen to him. It's not just under Biden, you dumb motherfucker. This is the same goddamn DOD. This is the same military. That Donald Trump had for four years. If those fucking missiles are so goddamn inadequate, what the fuck did you do about it? And what the fuck did Trump do about it? Huh? Oh, uh, going forward. Not if and we continue down this path. To do that. Not if we embrace socialism. The, the fact that you're embarrassed by your by your country. By oh, no, no, no. I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I'm I am not embarrassed by my country. I wish it's we were not losing saying. to China. It's what I wish you're we saying. Were, you know what? The, this is the be- Austin puts him on defense here. And this is the one thing that we have to keep doing. And and Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, did it so well here with Matt Gatz. Put him on his heels. This America first garbage. Matt Gatz does not believe in America first. He believes in fascism first. That's what it means. America first means let's go Brandon Nazis believe in fascism first because they want to tell you what to do. They want to tell you that they can marry your kids. They want to tell you that they can they can sexualize your kids gender. That's what they want to do is tell you what the fuck to do. And 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 Secretary Austin here does the appropriate thing and puts this fucking scumbag, this fucking shit box on defense. That's not, you know that is so that's so disgraceful. Inflate your failures. It is fucking disgraceful that you would run down your country, you piece of shit. It is disgraceful that you're so fucking unpatriotic that you don't understand that the fucking military is the same goddamn military that was under Obama and Trump, the same DOD. Yeah, there's different officials, different people running, but it's the same goddamn one. It's the American Department of Defense. It's the American military. You piece of fucking shit. With the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept too. at bay for months. This is a great totally fucking slam dunk calls. on this piece and of fucking shit. Be better Listen at up. If the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Has it occurred to you that Russia has not overrun Ukraine because of what we've done? <laughs> he walked straight into it. And we could keep doing this. We can do this everywhere, folks. Us pro-democracy people do not have to fucking lay down and let these fascists run all over our arguments. You notice, you notice that Matt Gatz is trying to get Secretary Austin to talk about socialism and wokeism in a situation where they're debating the military. And Secretary Austin makes the best point of all. Yeah, we had a strategy to make sure that if Russia could take over Ukraine, that we had a strategy for it. 
And we also had a strategy to maintain that Ukraine could defend itself, and they have. Matt Gatz, you are a dumb motherfucker. Dumb motherfucker. And all these Republicans out here, these these Republican kid diddlers, better start to watch out. Because if we keep making arguments, like Secretary Austin made here in the moment, and putting them on defense, like the people in Florida and Disney has with Ron DeSantis, they are going to lose these races. They're going to lose. Uh, I don't want to leave here today without uh, talking about a little more about the Oklahoma uh, ban, a total ban on abortion. Midas Touch had a tweet yesterday. Oklahoma Republicans just passed a near total ban on abortion, making abortion illegal from the moment of conception. Uh, the bill now heads to the governor's desk for signature. It's the most reproductive, or excuse me, most restrictive abortion ban in the United States. This is very important that we do not look away from this stuff. Um, we, 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 we were focused on the don't say gay bill in Florida, which is good messaging. And uh, Aaron Parnes this morning said that Ohio now has their own uh, don't say gay bill. Uh, Utah had their version of the don't say gay bill, which the governor vetoed because it only affected four children in the entire state. And he said, I will not, I will not let a single bill affect only four people in my state. And he vetoed it, but the legislator overturned it. The fascist legislator in Utah overturned it. We cannot look away, folks. We have to keep going at these people. We cannot stop. We have to continue. Uh, let's see if we can find. Well, there was one other thing that I wanted to um, go to today. Um, I really want to show that. Oh, I, I really want to show this video. Let's let's see if I can get back to the. Uh, um, I think the one thing I want to show is. Uh, did you guys see the uh, the video of Josh Mandel his uh, his new campaign video? Talking about Martin Luther King Jr. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Um, let, let's go. Let's search uh, Josh. Josh. Joshy Mandel. Uh, speaking of Ohio, um, he is running for the Senate seat in Ohio. This piece of shit. Um, he's a weirdo. He is a fucking weirdo, number one. He's a Nazi. And he uses his... He uses his... Uh, he uses his military on everything. Like every argument he ever makes, he's like, "Why well, was a marine?" And because I'm a marine, you can't you can't attack me because I was a marine. Here Ron has the the video here. I'll play it from Ron's account, not Josh's account. Fuck that guy. Uh, Ron says in the new ad, Josh Mendel walks across the Edmund Pettus Bridge to denounce CRT and use Martin Luther King Jr. imagery. It's really fucking weird. That someone would denounce actual critical race theory <laughs> and use MLK imagery to do it. Like historical critical race theory <laughs> to denounce it. It's really weird. Then, as usual, his answer to everything is that he served, see, here he goes, served in the Marine Corps. He can't be a racist since he served in Marine Corps with Marines who are black. He does the black friend argument. Let's watch this stupid fucking ad. Critical race theory is crap. So the, the first thing is critical race theory is crap. You see Josh Mandel, that piece of shit here on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. 
Martin Luther King marks right here. Yeah, he did. He sure did, you fucking. You wouldn't know anything about it. And then he goes on to say about, he uses imagery here of Martin Luther King and how he was a Marine. But here's one of the most important things. Here, here it is. ...of every color to come home and be called He a was race. with Marines. He has black friends, folks. Josh Mendel has black friends, okay? And then at the end here, it says, pro-God, pro-gun, pro-Trump. So you know, you know what to do uh, in, in Ohio. Make sure that Josh Mandel is the Senate candidate on the Republican ticket. I'm not fucking shitting you. Let's make this motherfucker the Republican that we that that we go up against. You don't want to go up against the guy who says, oh, I got a black friend, so I'm not racist. And oh, by the way, I'm pro-Trump. You don't want to go up against that? Come on, give me a break. Uh, uh, one of our good friends here of the show, Bad Brad Berkwit, had a response, you know, Bad Brad is a veteran of 20 years and 28 days, I believe. <laughs> I think it's the exact. He always he always says, I think it's 20 years and 28 days is the uh, is the exact time that Bad Brad Berkwit. Uh, here we go. Here it is. And here's 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 Brad's response to Joshi. Um, he says, my personal message to Josh Mandel after using his service to dishonoring the name of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, let's, uh, let's listen. Hey, Josh Mandel, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Talking about you were a Marine, you served, but you're pro-Trump. So I guess you're one of those pieces of shit that think the fucking insurrection wasn't an insurrection. He sure and as hell he does. that fucking ad, pro-Trump, pro-guns, pro-whatever. You're a pro-asshole. <laughs> Never put the name Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., in anything you have to say. And you see that shadow box right there? I probably did three times the amount of service you did. And the problem that I have is not with your service, pal. The problem I have is you using your service and siding with a traitor like Donald Trump. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm gonna do everything in my power after watching that video to help get you defeated. And I'm not in your state, but that's okay. Don't ever, ever, defecate on the Constitution or the 20 years and 28 days I did during War and Peace again. And don't ever invoke the name Dr. Martin Luther King out your fucking mouth because you're a piece of shit. Pro-Trump. You're pro-asshole. Thank you very much, Bad Brad Berkwood of the Br Bad Brad Berkwood Show. Uh, we, we actually interviewed um, Bad Brad Berkwood on our show. Uh, so go subscribe to and go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You got to watch that interview. Um, Brad gets his activist, um, his knowledge of activism from his father, Alvin. And it is, and we show the clip of his dad that appears on the movie Milk um, on, on in that interview. And it's fantastic. You guys got to go watch it. His dad is absolutely fire. Now you think Brad is fire. His dad, whoo, baby, the OG, the OG at the fire. So go watch that. Thanks for joining us today on the Tony Michaels podcast. I really appreciate everyone out there. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. You know, we are every single weekday, Monday through Friday, right here live. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. And now from the fight, the Facebook, the books of face on the Midas touch page. Holy moly. We're almost there. We're almost to the end of the show here. So join us tomorrow. Noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific. 
And until then, surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head ass speaking.